Thank you. I'd like to take care of some housekeeping, as they say. Um, welcome to our site. Uh, for those that are new to us, we ask that you would like, subscribe, and share. And for those who would like to also support us financially, we have some links where you can support us financially and uh, be a part of our family, if you will. If you need to uh, speak to me, just send me an email, and I will gladly return your requests. So thank you again, and I do appreciate it. Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. We are looking at Moses' life. Uh, we last stopped when we saw that uh, God wanted this man to become the general of the army of the uh, Egyptians, and uh, he orchestrated a way by which that was able to be performed. And we saw that we've been looking at several sources outside of the uh, Bible. We, we saw that in the book of Josephus. We've been reading also in the book of Yasher, and of course, in the legend of the Jews, that we're pulling data from so that we can have some more insight as to what's going on within the Bible framework and when we read the stories there. And so we're getting a glimpse at the behind the scenes, if you will, of what was happening in Genesis chapter 2. We're still there, not Genesis, I apologize, um, Exodus. Uh, we're still there looking at what was happening we, uh, with this young man. We saw in the previous podcast um, where we, we saw where he took uh, the, uh, the crown off of Pharaoh's head. We know that Gabriel came and put coal on his, uh, on his tongue, which caused him to have a speech impediment. And we know that um, Moses actually addresses that later on in his life when God calls him and says, hey, I, I have a problem with my speaking and so forth. And God said, hey, um, I'm the one who, have create, who created the tongue. And what I'll do anyways, send your brother Aaron with you. And so Aaron went along with him and as he, as a companion, when they came back in to Egypt. But we are, uh, we last look, as I mentioned, and I showed you that God works through grace to accomplish his stuff behind the scenes. And it tells us that, uh, God had, um, when God had given them counsel, and we entitled the last podcast that, and God had given them counsel. And we talked a little about uh, how God gives counsel on your behalf, because the Bible tells us that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he does the same things. The scripture says there's nothing new under the sun, and uh, the behavior of human beings are the same. Uh, we do the same thing, the sin that we commit is out of the same framework and stuff like that. So he's not he's not moved by any of that. But we know that he is able to cause good counsel in your life. And I challenge you guys to go seek God and, and get some counsel as to uh, things that are happening in your life. And he will. He, he'll do it for you because he tells us that he um, takes pleasure in the prosperity of his saints, that he likes to do um, give you the desires of your heart. These are the different things that he wants to give it to you, but he has to make uh, make it known to you as to how to get it. There's a scripture in there where it uh, talks about, um, and we're going to get there, where it talks about one one of the men that um, uh, um, he he was able to 
um, when there was a drought, and uh, I know a lot of the, the pastors use uh, tithes and offering that they give you tithe, you, you give your tithes and offering when it's drought, and he, because he gave a 10% of his stuff, that that's what it meant. And you have to give the 10% of your, your earnings, and God will prosper you, and a hundredfold, all those things that they do. But had they learned to read the story and they see what he did was that God had given this man wisdom about going out and dig the wells and so forth. And so when he began to dig wells around the area, he was able to um, bring water towards his crop. So while everyone was, um, there was a drought all over the place, uh, he was able to create an irrigation system by which he his crops crops were able to grow and he gave him that yield and then God gave him and then the gentleman gave God the ten percent and so forth. It was out of wisdom uh that God showed him how to irrigate his his land and as he irrigated his land he was able to bear much fruit. And so they have been teaching you wrong. Uh they've been teaching you just one part is to extract your ten percent but if you study the Word of God, it doesn't teach that at all. It teaches about wisdom. How this man went to God, God showed him to um, to irrigate his his land through wells and stuff like that. Because digging wells, that was a, what they did at the time. And you'll see that that's how he gained his wealth. So when you want to, when God says that He takes pleasure in the prosperity of His saints, it means that He can give you wisdom how to become prosperous, guys. So. I want you to challenge him and begin to look at his word this way. So we're going to continue reading some information because we know that he is being prepped. He is being prepared, if you will, because God has another uh, assignment for him that is several years out. But that's how God works. He has an assignment for us. The scripture tells us, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to do and all this type of stuff. So God has these plans laid out for us. It says, um, so he knowing that he has some uh, an assignment for him, now he has to prepare him for his assignment when it's time. And so you and I, God has an assignment for us because the Bible tells us in the scriptures when Jesus tells um, his disciples, asked Jesus how to pray, and he said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the whole thing about us being here on this earth is to do the will of the Father. We know that um, the uh, Adam fall because he disobeyed the will of the Father. Don't eat this. And Jesus was uh, victorious because what? He fulfilled the will of the Father, not my will, but thy will be done. So on this plane, you and I have to do the will of the Father. So if God has made plans, he says in the Scriptures, I have plans to make you a success, then you need to go and find out what those plans are um, because he's already made those plans. So that means that he has provided the wisdom, the understanding, the way by which you are going to become um, prosperous. And uh, when you become prosperous in your way, it doesn't have to do with just money. Prosperous in your way could be your relationship with your wife, your children. Prosperous in your way could be your health. Prosperous in your way could be many different things than wealth. Why, why just um, limit yourself to wealth? Because as we see in this planet, wealth is not all the answer because 
we know that wealthy people are killing themselves. So there's much more than prosperity. And so you have to um, get past the material stuff as far as just um, money and stuff like that. That's okay. But there's much more beyond the prosperity. Prosperity is, is this guy in my way, in my life, is when um, we, we finish and we move from this dimension into the other. That the scripture says that the Jesus we're going to get before Jesus, and he's going to say, make this phrase, well, thou, well done, that good and faithful servant. And I always ask people, what are you faithful and what have you done? What is, he, what is the benchmark by which he's making that statement? And the benchmark has to be something established for you because it says, well done now, good and faithful servant. You know, so, um, you know, and he welcomes you in. What is it? Your assignment, that assignment that God has set aside for you and you need to go find out what it is and become prepared for it as he is doing with this young man. And it tells us that, and God gave them this counsel to make use of Moses, the Hebrew, and to take his assistance, the king commanded his daughter to produce him that he might be the general of their army. And that's where we left off. So we're going to pick up today upon which when she had made him swear that he would not harm him. So um, his mother, his stepmother uh, said, um, you know, I don't want you to harm my son. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, Pharaoh's daughter, and but you can have him. And he took him and so forth. So we are now reading in chapter 10 in Josephus. We are in um, verses 2. So Moses, at the persuasion of both of his mother and the king himself, cheerfully undertook the business. And he's, um, he got his scribes together. Remember when he did that? And he went out to fight, actually the um, Ethiopians. And uh, we saw, we, we talked a little about this, when he went in there and he began to slaughter the Ethiopians based on the fact that the snake, he had introduced his animal within where they were coming on, on this area where the snakes are. And uh, he brought in this animal and this animal. And like I said, the only one that I know was... Um, the mongoose that came in and used to eat up all the snakes and stuff like that. And I give you the story that that was happening out in um, St. Croix when I was there. And so we see then that um, he did all of that. He triumphed and he is now in chapter 11. We're going to pick up there. And, and the title for chapter 11 is How Moses Fled Out of Egypt into Midian. And this is when we see this young man as he's getting older. Um, we know that he is uh, the general, and um, he is about to walk around, check things out. And so he's around 18 years old around this time. And um, he has a tremendous amount of um, authority given to him as a matter of who he was as a general, and he's able to step and do things. So let's take a peek and see what he says. And so... Now in verse 11, chapter 11, verse 1, Now the Egyptians, after they had been preserved by Moses, entered a hatred to him. And you remember the reason why they wanted him to go into the war was, hey, you know, this is our opportunity to get him killed anyway. But he came out okay, and much of them hated him. And were very eager in compassion to design against him and 
suspecting that he would take occasion from his good success to raise his sedition and bring innovations into Egypt and told the king he ought to be slain. The king had also assumption of himself to the same purpose, and this as well out of envy at his glorious expedition at the hand of his army. And out of fear of being brought low by him and being instigated by the sacred scribes, he was ready to undertake to kill Moses. Remember, he had made a promise to his daughter not to do this, but uh, the Bible tells us that out of the abundance of man's heart, it says that the, the, the heart is desperately wicked above all things, and that heart is the soul of mankind. And I love, and I love the word heart, uh, because the word heart means that it tells us that it is the heart of the man. Now, the heart of the man is the soul, the, the, the essence of the man, if you will, his thoughts, his character, all of it, the heart of the man. And when God speaks about the heart of the man, he's talking about your very essence, um, that makes you up who you are. And so we see that this, the heart of this king was to kill Moses. That was the essence, essence of who he was. And, um, so it is very, uh, important that you understand when the Bible talks about the heart. And when you look at your heart, it is your essence. It's all of you, your character, your personality, your thinking, your thoughts, how you manage it, how, what do you do, all of that. And the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. But then Jesus makes a statement. He says, now you and I, are, our responsibility is, is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And that is all, all of those uh, parts is, is speaking direct, directly to your soul about what your soul is and who your soul is. And so he's um, telling us that our responsibility while we're here on this, on this planet is to love God with all, everything, the essence of who we are. And when you do that, and the Bible tells us that you there's a great reward for those who do that, when we love God with all our essence and everything that we are, that he, he loves us um, to a deeper degree and he makes things happen on a great level for us. So uh, keep that in mind in your life and living, guys. So we see that this man, uh, he wanted to kill his son, his adopted son. But when he had learned beforehand what plot there was against him, he went away privately. So God, of course, is going to um, reveal to you what is done in secret. There's a scripture that says, nothing that is done in secret will not be open. So that's why I have, always have to govern my life, you know, as they say, when you're creeping and stuff like that. But the Bible tells us that when you're creeping, somebody's actually watching you and keeping notes of you. And it says that all of your creeping will be exposed. So that's why it's not wise to... Um, to commit adultery, to cheat on your wife, to cheat on your husband, cheat on your boyfriend, your fiance, all that stuff. Because the scripture says, the principle is this, guys. It says, whatever is done in secret shall be open, shall be definite article stuff. So um, know that and in your living. It's a principle 
that none of us, I don't think there's a man on this planet that can get away from that. It's like, um, they call it a principle, but it's basically a law, it's a spiritual law. And um, we are dealing with laws and they govern our lives regardless. And so when we, um, if we think we're breaking the law, uh, but it's not, you know, karma is a law. Uh, the Bible says, to the forward, I'll be forward. To the meek, to the pure, I'll be pure. And so God tells us in the, in the Word, He says, I will judge you according to your behavior. How you judge people, that's how God judges you. That's why I say to you, your heart, the essence of you, is very important. Pay attention to it because it is human. And out of the abundance of the heart, man speaks. So whatever is in your thought life over and over and over becomes abundant in your programming, your your subconscious mind. And when you program your subconscious mind with hate, love, whatever you program it with, it will come out. Because it says out of the abundance of the man's heart. So whatever you're programming your heart with, whatever thoughts you program your your soul by the by the thoughts that you allow, and whatever thought you allow to come into yours, to your essence, to you, is who you become. So be mindful of your thoughts, because we see here that it, they were planning things privately, but yet it is known, it becomes known, because the law is what is done privately will become known. And because the public roads were uh, watched, he took his flight through the desert, and where his enemies could not suspect, he would travel. And so, though he was uh, destitute for food, he went on and despised the difficulties um, courageously. And when he came to the city of Midian, uh, which lay upon the Red Sea, and was so demonstrated from one of Abraham's son, Keturah. So uh, this is Keturah, you remember. Um, uh, Abraham's wife after Sarah had died. So we know then, um, and we, we're going to uh, go back, and this is after uh, the incident when he kills one of the Egyptians. So uh, let's take a look at that because we will see this young man's life is progressing through. Um, and it tells us that uh, uh, um, that he came one day and he's checking on his brothers, if you will, the Hebrew people. And um, as he is checking on them, he notices a couple of things. But we also saw a few things happening before this as well. And we're we going back and forth within this story. We know that it was Moses that came over to the to uh, Pharaoh and said, hey, you're working the guys hard. Can you give them one day so they can rest? And that's what our work week is basically designed after. And uh, we have that same type of uh, system set up in today's uh, Babylon, if you will, in today's world. That world whereby it, it, um, Egypt uh, extracts from its workers. And we have that type of slave mentality. Uh, and we know that it was um, Moses that came and instituted that aspect of um, their, their approach to the people of Israel and give them a break and so forth. So we're going to, um, you know, continue. I'm going to read about that as we, we look into the, to the life of this man. And we'll see that um, uh, God does the same for us. And I'm, I'm trying to, one of the reasons why I, I do the backstories 
at uh, this particular site because I could have run through all of them and do all the things like every other person that is walking through and studying the Bible and just look at one source. But I don't believe that that's the case. I think there are other sources out there that brings a better understanding of that situation um, over all of these things. And why am I saying that is so that you and I can bring it into our space so that we can uh, see that God is is on our side, man. He's still on our side, you know, and he wants you to have success in your life. He didn't bring you here for you just to suffer and die. He brought you here for some stuff. And don't give up, man. Just don't give up. Now, when you give up, you've lost. Uh, but don't give up because God is, hasn't given up on you. He's waiting on you. Um, there's this thing in, in Scripture when Jesus said that Jesus on the cross, he's like, it is finished. What is finished? Well, the Bible tells us that before the foundation of the earth, they had created this plan before the earth was even, and time was, was put into place. We know that Elam uh, um, was putting some work together because before the foundation of the earth, the Bible tells us that God created, um, God uh, had plans, Jesus died before the foundation of the earth and all that stuff. And so God had to create the place now after he had made his, his business plan, if you will. He, he, part of his business plan while he was doing before the, the foundation of, of the world was to then create time whereby we are now going to be, he is going to be subject to it, we are going to be subject to it so that he can relate to us. And um, this earth is billions and billions of years old because as I've said to you before, uh, before uh, you and I came, before man became a speaking soul, there was another race that was here the pre-Adamic age, and I studied a little of that when I started the podcast, but I didn't go a deep, deep, deep into it, but I'm trying to um, rethink a lot of the way by which I'm teaching. That's why I'd slow down instead of rushing through all of it and just go as long as I, you know, I needed. But um, there was another race before us. Lucifer was in charge of this kingdom and all of these things because he said, yeah, the Bible tells us he was in charge of kingdoms. There were angels around here. There was a Garden of Eden here. There was a first Garden of Eden. He was he walked amongst the Garden of Eden, the Bible tells us. And so there was a Garden of Eden here before um before the Garden of Eden that was with with um uh, uh Adam. And so uh, uh we know then that uh, that kingdom was destroyed in the fall. And um, God gave to recreated the earth in Genesis chapter one two, and then He instituted and He kissed. He now imparted His spirit into the man, and that man became a speaking soul. So the gift that God has given to you and I is this speaking soul, the heart of man. It's a new creature. Folks. We are, and so I'm trying to show you guys. All of this stuff that happened back then with um, uh, Pharaoh and all of these guys and everyone and, and, and Moses and all of that is to show you that that same God is alive today. Um, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, 
And my God, he's, he's, he's alive and he wants to do things in your life, great things, like he's done with all of these other men. And he wants to have a relationship in order for you to, to do that. And that is why I bring to you all these things to show you that these men and women are crazily um, damaged, just like most of us. Um, Moses was a murderer, guys. Moses killed a man, murdered someone. Paul was a murderer. He was murdering Christians all day long. Uh, Stephen was one of his victims, that, and, and, and he was present when Stephen was, was being stoned. Um, God takes all of our mess. He's not afraid of your mess. He knows, he knows what sin does. Don't allow the enemy to make you think that you're bad, man. Because I know I, I was there, you know, how can God forgive me? You know, I'm, I'm a wretched, wretched man. But the scripture said God came for this wretched man because he know I was wretched. That's why he came. And so I know, I know I'm all over today, but, you know, I'll go with it as, as maybe it's for someone out there that has been following us. You know, maybe it's you. You feel that you've gone so far, man. Um, but I want to tell you, you haven't gone far enough where the blood of Jesus Christ can't reach. You haven't gone far enough where, um, you know, where God cannot reach. He said, if I made my, my bed in hell, you are there. If I made, so God is there, man. Don't, don't allow it to happen, man. You know, think of yourself, you know, God loves you. He really does. Um, and he works with dysfunctional people. He specializes in it. Um, I am dysfunctional. All of us are dysfunctional uh, because of uh, who we are. But Jesus Christ came to change all of that. He came to restore who you are, uh, restore the connection between you and him and the Father so that you can continue that relationship. Don't don't let the enemy come and try to steal all of that from you. You know, he's only as powerful as you allow him to be. Um, in fact, uh, where he's harassing you is in your thoughts. Uh, he's coming to you in your thoughts. But I want to tell you, the Bible tells us, uh, we call those places stronghold, the scripture says. And, uh, but God has given us weapons. The uh, weapons are, of our welfare are not calling their mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So those strongholds that you have in your thought life, God has given us weapons to bring that down. One of the most powerful weapons you will ever use in your life is the word of God. Because the word of God will always be truth. Your situation is factual. You may have killed someone. You may have uh, uh, done things that are, your lifestyle may have been absolutely hellish in your mind. But the Bible tells us that God died for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus Christ loved you so much that he sacrificed. He did it. He surrendered to God because he says, man, if you can, if we could get past this cup, I, I, I don't know about this. And um, he said, okay, 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 okay. Not my will, but thy will be done. Because he knew he had to be separated from his father, which he had never been separated from eternity, man. And so he became separated from, from the father, and the father became separated from him. So I'm sure the amount of pain that they had to suffer in that particular aspect alone 
um, you know, and Jesus Christ, the scripture says, became sin. So your sin that you are engulfed in and uh, has seemed to to have mastered you, Jesus Christ came for it. Um, and all you need to do is surrender. Surrender, just like Jesus did. Surrender. So, so I, I, I'm fighting. I, I can't do it on my own. I need your help. Come, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in. You've got to help me uh, overcome this. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, man, will walk into your life and change your life. And you will be brand new to Scripture. God specializes in people like that, man. He specializes. He did it for me. He'll do it, he'll do it for you. So, um, you know, we'll pick up next podcast and continue this uh, talk like about, um, you know, Moses. But I felt led or guided to have this conversation. And I really don't know who it's for. But I do pray for you guys. I really do. Um, I set aside time to pray for those that are following on, on my websites and stuff like that because I feel as if God has brought you into my space and that I am partnering with you and you are partnering with me as we listen together and learn of who we are uh, in Christ and learn what he has done for us, looking at all the different um, different uh, point of view, but seeing how his compassion is that even though we are, we are just a crazy bunch of people, that he is willing and loved us enough to walk and hold our hands and guide us and use grace and use mercy and use his faithfulness and use his love, use his long-suffering, use his kindness, uses all of these things so that he can um, have access to us so that we can have access to him, so that we can walk and love him. He can love us and uh, restore that relationship that he had with Adam when it tells us that Adam and, and God used to come and have conversation in the cool of the day. And God wants you to still do the same thing. Guys, God still wants you to come, you and I, to have conversations with him in the cool of the day so that we can get to know who he is in relations to who we are so that we can become and walk with the knowledge as the sons of God so that we can really truly honestly man and you guys hear me say it over and over and over again so that we can become effective and change this world so I want to pray for you guys that are that this podcast was supposed to be for some of you um, this is not the route we usually go but I just wanted to go with it because I felt it was the direction that I needed. Maybe someone out there, or several of you out there that needed to hear this, that God is in love with you. He's in love with you so much that he put some plans together before the foundation of the world. Jesus is so in love with you that he went and got it all done. And then he said on the cross, it is finished. And as I said to you, what is finished? The work that he did for us so that we can have access to him. And so now... All that is, Jesus did his part. Now, we are responsible to do our part. He says, I'm going away to the Father, man. But the Holy Spirit is going to come here. He's going to guide you in all truth. He's going to um, show you everything. He's going to show you. He knows the heart of the Father. He's going to show you the Father's heart. He, he knows the will of the Father. He will do this thing. He will empower you. He will. And then, um, you know, on top of that, what I did was I went into hell. My soul went to hell, and I stripped the enemy of all of his power, all of his authority, 
And then when I got out, man, I gave it to you because I said to you guys, greater works than these shall you do than because I go to my father. I'm, I'm out of this. I'm finished in the sense that my assignment, um, so now your assignment, uh, he called Moses for his assignment. You read Paul, you read Jesus' assignment, you read Jeremiah. All of these guys, when you read their books, you'll see that God had called them for an assignment. Samson was called for assignment. Abraham was called for assignment. Everybody has an assignment, including you. And so you need to find it uh, so that God can uh, say to you at the end of your life, well done, thou good and faithful sovereign servant. Enter you into, you know, and so you and I want to stand before that. What a, wow, imagine standing before Jesus Christ and hearing those words and knowing that you did it, man, that you accomplished what God had set out for you to do while you're here on this earth. So I want to challenge all of you guys. You're welcome. Let's grow together so that we can become effective and change in this world.